0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the self love sister podcast. You know, I'm joined with Cody. Hello, Cody. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Kimberly. How are you?
0: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you.
1: My name is Cody Burns and I have an interesting uh, last name. Because it's one that I had to live up to. I am a burn survivor, literally, of third and fourth degree burns, and so it's uh, very ironic that my last name is pronounced Burns. It's spelled B Y R N S, but I mean, still, practically the same thing. So it's very ironic. So I always tell people, you know, God has a sense of humor, and if you don't believe me, just go to Walmart. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so I always want to let people know, um, I I'll, I'll be silly, and I give people permission to laugh. It's okay, it's cool, as long as they. They don't make jokes because I hate to get roasted. That's all um, I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that you have that sense of humor, especially with your last name. It's like you said, it's funny how God has a sense of humor. And I love that.
1: That he does. And you have. Sadly, I mean, the the, the world is an interesting place and there's a lot of heartache and things that you endure. but. You know, throughout the journey, you certainly need to take time to laugh. Yeah,
0: that's for sure. I mean, I don't think we could go through what we're going through, like without it, without us having that sense of humor, right?
1: That's right. You have to, you literally have to. And with my, I have a crazy family. And and so you kind of have to learn to make light of the situation. And, you know, whenever I got around a community of other burn survivors, because, you know, that was so needed. But at the same time, I found out that a lot of them would crack jokes and they would find it somewhat therapeutic in ways. And even though the pain is real and what they went through is real, they learned to just laugh it off. And yet, I think, too, it makes people feel comfortable, uh, I think, because it is such a devastating thing. But sometimes it can also throw people for a loop because they're like, do I laugh at this or do I not laugh at this? I have that a lot, too. It's like I'll crack a joke and they're like, I don't know if I should laugh at that or not, I, but I, that's why I always have to say, you know, I give you permission to laugh. It's cool. I, I, uh, I make a light of the situation.
0: Oh, well, I'm so happy. I'm so excited for this conversation and I love connection with people like yourself. I think it's a wonderful thing that we can take like inspiration, no matter how comfortable you are with yourself or anything. It's always good to have another person's perspective and to make you feel grateful each and every day for the life that we have.
1: That's right. I, I, I mean, and truly, I mean, and Kimberly, you know, um, just as well as anyone, I mean, just life in just a matter of moments, it can so suddenly just take a turn for the worse. We don't know from one day from the next, but, uh, you know, being young, it's just like, you know, you go through something and it's just like, my goodness, I want to cherish every moment I have because life is, it truly is. It's a precious gift and uh, none of us are promised tomorrow. So we want to make the most of every single day. Just try to enjoy life and enjoy the relationships with others.
0: That's something I learned the hard way. And I had a decision where it's like I can stay. I was 21 when I had a stroke. So I made the decision where, okay, I can stay depressed on my bed and cry Mm -hmm. at 21. Or I can just enjoy life at 21 because yeah, your twenties go by so quickly and I've noticed I'll, I'll, be 26 in November. So, so yeah, it just, it went in a flash of an eye, but I'm truly grateful for this amazing opportunity. I had never thought like in a million years, I would be openly talking about what I have and laughing at it, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and Kimberly, you sure are just a beam of light. And, and, and what I admire so much is that you're doing what you're doing. You're taking that step. And I think it's a powerful role model for, for many to follow because I think there's, there's many people that have even young, they have, I mean, everybody has a story and everybody endures pain at some point in their life and there's different forms of pain. But you know, when you see somebody that has encountered such setback and they're still pushing forward with the hopes of helping others, my goodness. I mean, that's, that's just a beautiful way of encouraging others.
0: Thank you so much. And the blessings that have come along, I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at it. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. But at the end of the day, it's just talking to people. And even though I think I'm at a really good part in my life, but I feel like I can always get inspired.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think, too, people, they that's, that's what God will bless the most, is when your heart is not in it for self-glorification, but truly just to give it all all glory to God, and yet at the same time, help encourage others. And, uh, you know, I think there's a powerful quote. I don't know who it's said by, but uh, it's, it's, it's along the lines of, you know, people don't care about how much you know or what you may have to say until they see how much you care about them. And when you show people that you care about them for them, that changes everything. And and so, I mean, that's really, I mean, in in a roundabout way, that's exactly what you're doing. You're saying, you know what, I'm here to help you. And people pick up on that. And I think um, I think people crave that because we have, we we live in a world where a lot of people are in it for the money or the fame and all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. It's not about any of that. It's about making somebody else, you know, live a better life than what they did yesterday.
0: Yes, that is so true. My thing was always like, if I can aspire just one person, that to me is like, I made it so big. And I think that's really helped me to keep it up and not get discouraged.
1: Yeah, it, it's those little blessings. And, and I think we we have the greatest job in the world because at the same time, we get to encourage others. But yet, as we are encouraging others, we ourselves are being also encouraged. And, and so like, to me that, you know, going through what I went through, it was just like, you know, the, the more I get to share my story, I get to encourage somebody else that's going through difficulty. I mean, I'm like, that's a booster, but at the same time, it truly is. It's you're giving. And yet at the same time of giving, I mean, you're receiving And, and you don't do it for those reasons, but it just naturally happens. And I think that's, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Yes, it is. And if you don't mind sharing your story,
1: Okay. Yeah. So, well, mine, uh, I'm going to get a little therapeutic uh, therapy for myself here. Uh, And so, but no, back in 2013, I was 23 years old at the time. I'm now, I'll be 32 this year. You know, growing up in a small town in Indiana, I now live in Tampa, Florida, but growing up in Indiana, I had an amazing family, very, very close with all of them. And still to this day, as a little boy, I started going to church. And I developed a relationship with Christ early, going in and out of church. I, I knew that God was calling me to do something, something much bigger than myself. And I would go to a children's camp with a lot of other kids. And I remember specifically at this kids' camp, there was a speaker at ni- at the nighttime. So during the day, there's lakes to swim in, there's activities, but this camp speaker, he was actually a missionary a missionary that um, did did work in spain and his whole family they uh, were all jugglers and it you know instantly got my attention because i had fallen in love with the skill of juggling a few years prior to that because my family took me to the circus and so i had already taught myself how to juggle and i was like this is so cool these people are on stage juggling but At the same time, I recognized that they were not up there just for self-glorification. Really, none of that mattered. Uh, It was about the message they was delivering. And it was during the altar time that night that I really felt strongly in my heart, without a shadow of any doubt, that God was calling me to carry the gospel. He was calling me to basically do that exact same thing. But, you know, and it would be an international thing. And so at a young age, I had people always ask, Cody, what do you want to do when you grow up? And like, well, I I want to be an evangelist. I want to travel and speak and share God's love with others. That message of hope, encourage people. Mm -hmm. And so all through my young years, I pursued that. And I was a entertainer at a lot of different events. I did clowning. I did the juggling thing. I mean, every time I could get on stage, I would utilize that as a wonderful opportunity to grow and yet inspire and encourage others and so all through elementary middle school high school I did that after high school I went to a program in Rockford Illinois um, where it was basically a ministry school and then afterwards I would do more schooling out of Indianapolis Indiana and I would get my pastoral credentials and I became a children's pastor and did that full time but yet at the same time of being a kid's pastor I traveled the country doing kids' camps, conferences, doing the exact same thing that camp speaker was doing. And so it was, it was just for, uh, my, my dream and that vision that I had for my life. Everything's coming to fruition. It was beautiful. And so in 2013, as I was saying, 23 years old, actively doing all these things. I actually did some mission work in Cuba. Was there for a couple of weeks, and we trained leaders and worked with hundreds of kids. And then in May of 2013, May 31st to be exact, my entire life as I knew it would come to a complete stop. And uh, I, I want to pause there before I get too heavy into that, but I want to kind of give the backstory because if people go to Google with me, they're going to find out. Oh, well, Cody does this, he does this. So that, but I also think it's, it's, it's important that I say that because it's going to tie right into what I'm really want to deliver to the listeners.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. wow, well, I get goosebumps.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. Bless you. <laughs> You're too <laughs> kind. But yeah, I mean, it was, you know, life was just, it was going great. And I think we've all had those times where life, you know, maybe going according to plan out of nowhere, we encounter a stoplight. And, and so I talk about stoplights in particular because it ties right in with my story, but I was on May 31st driving back to my church office and I was stopped at a red light on the highway and while stopped, I have to be honest with you too. I don't remember any of this. I just remember dr- everything I did that morning and I remember driving and then everything goes black. And it's the most strangest feeling ever. But I am told by witnesses, first responders, police reports that while stopped at that red light, I was actually stopped behind another van. There was a van in front of me. Then I was in a Dodge Durango and I was rear-ended by a refrigerator box truck that was going full highway speed and it showed no signs of stopping. And when the box truck hit my Dodge Durango, my Dodge blew up into flames immediately, and like a big ball of fire. That's what all the witnesses say. And what had happened is my Dodge, it was almost like a ripple effect where it pushed the van that was in front of me to one side of the intersection, and my my vehicle was pushed into an embankment on the opposite side of the intersection. When the first responders arrived on the scene, just by the looks of it, they said, there's no way anybody could survive that. So their attention, their attention immediately went to the van in front of me and they was helping the lady that was there. And fortunately she was okay. Thank God. And then the driver of the truck that hit me, he was okay. But I, on the other hand, was burning alive and left for dead. I I think about that moment because once again, stoplights, Mm -hmm. many people in life, they encounter those stoplights and maybe that's, you know, a sudden sickness that comes on. Maybe that is uh, a death of a loved one. Maybe that is a loss of a job or a divorce. And today, you know, in our world, COVID-19 has certainly, you know, been that for many. And I think about even right now, real time, I mean, Ukraine, I mean, they're, they're encountering a stoplight because war is just breaking out. And so the, where you're just, you find yourself where your world suddenly changes. And you're in a difficult circumstance, burning alive, so to speak. And you're trapped and you wonder, how am I going to get out? And in that story of me, I always say that, you know, I really believe with all my heart that God took control of my hand that was on the steering wheel. My hand moved and it showed movement. And because of that little bit of movement, the fired the firefighters, they had said, holy cow, this guy is alive. We've got to rush to get the flames out. Mm-hmm. And so they then followed through. They got me out of that thing it took them a good hour. Mm-hmm. But to their amazement, they said I was talking to them. I told them who I was, where I worked. That's how they was able to get a hold of my family. But I don't remember none of it. I yeah. remember none of it. So it, it's fascinating how the body works. I think about that little bit of movement. You know, I go back to that. And and many people may find themselves trapped in a difficult circumstance. But if they make a little bit of movement, it just may go a long way.
0: Yeah. And that's where Like I think about if you have like a little bit of faith versus like when you're trapped and you're just sitting down, but you believe in yourself and you're like, okay, everything happens for a reason. And I know there's a reason to keep on going. I just feel like you can move mountains. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what my dad always told me. Yeah. Like you said, like God does everything for a reason. And it's thanks to that little bit of movement. They will, they were able to get you out.
1: Yeah. And I'm so, so blessed. And, and it was, it was the beginning of my journey, but throughout that journey, it certainly it taught me a lot about life and and you know I after the wreck they life me to Indianapolis. I was put into a coma. I was on life support for three weeks. I had broken vertebrae, torn ligaments. I had severe burn injuries, second degree burns on my face, which second degree burns don't scar. Uh, but then I did have third degree and fourth degree, which I never knew there was such a thing. And that burns through all of your fat cells down to bone and muscle. And in some cases it requires amputation. And so I had a blood infection in the unit. I had a lot of different things that broke out. And in total, I was in the burn unit for two and a half months. And then I had to go to a rehab center, had to do non nonstop occupational and physical therapy. I had to relearn to walk, relearn to use my hands, just the simplest things. I mean, using the restroom, things that, you know, before I would have, you know, taken for granted. Mm -hmm. And it's like relearning to live again. And so it was almost two, three years in total Mm -hmm. of trying to get to a place where I could be somewhat independent and uh, many surgeries, many, many therapy and doctor visits. But today I'm alive and I, I am so grateful and I give all the glory to God because if God hadn't taken control in that moment, and moved my hand on the steering wheel, I don't know what I, I would have died. There's no way around it. And so, this is a story. This is a story that only God can uh, write, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, people ask me all the time, too, is that, you know, do you believe? Because the faith question commonly comes up. I'll, I'll brief it on it because well, I don't know how we want the conversation to go, but we're just natural conversating, mm-hmm. naturally conversating. There we go. Uh, but people's like all the time, well, Cody, how, you know, how can you still serve God after you've gone through such a difficult situation? And, you know, I going through this, I did, I battled and I wondered why would God allow me to be hurt and scarred in such a way? I was put in contact with a great man of God, a speaker, but he's also a burn survivor. He served in the military. He actually was in Vietnam years ago. And he shared with me a story over the phone that he was in Vietnam. He went to throw a hand grenade and a sniper shot the hand grenade before he could release it. And the thing blew up all over his body. He, He does have severe burn injuries. His face is scarred. You know, he's got a prosthetic ear. He's got fingers amputated. And he shares how he battled with suicide and just, you know, why would God let me be? so hurt like this and he said he was on television and a lady was interviewing him and she said Dave his name is Dave I think I I say his name his name is Dave Reeve right sometimes I'll rattle on I forget what I say and don't say so she said Dave do you know why God allowed you to be burned and scarred and he said Cody he said when she asked me that it frustrated me that she would ask me that on live tv but he said her words changed everything. She said, Dave, God did not do this to you. He is a loving God and he doesn't do evil. God didn't do it to you, but he allowed it to happen because he could trust you with the scars and he could trust you with the story, with the testimony. And that statement changed everything for him. And so when Dave is sharing that story with me, I'm just like, you know what? That's it. That's all the more. It's like, yes, I don't believe God did this to me, I believe he allowed it to happen. We live in a world where we are allowed to make choices. God is sovereign. He is in control, but yet he allows us as humans to be able to do things. And because of that, we suffer consequences. And because of what happened to me, I suffered because of the poor choice of the driver and so because of that driver's poor choice, I'm now scarred. I had to practice forgiveness. It was a really big time of healing for me. You know, my faith certainly had its ups and its downs because I had some dark moments too. I fought depression and I and I wonder, you know, God, just why, why am I here? Which I already knew the answer to. But, you know, in your moment of anguish and, and frustration, you, you just say, God, why am I here? You know, why didn't you just take me? If this is all my life is going to be going in and out of doctor's offices and appointments. The world is moving on and I feel stuck. That little bit of hope changed everything. Just keep on ticking. But the biggest thing that really stood out for me was I got a garbage bag full of get well cards from a bunch of kids that I had spoke to the prior year. A Bunch of these kids at a kids camp, they, they sent me get well cards. Say, get well, Pastor Cody, we're praying for you. Pictures of me juggling. I thought, what is the message I'm going to preach in this moment? Because when life is going good, we can all talk a good talk. But then when tragedy strikes and rubber hits the road, our faith, our message, everything that we are about is put to the test. And mine was. But I had to go back to what my calling was. Go back to that moment of me being at that kid's camp. That inward knowing of I'm called to carry the gospel, to encourage people, to share God's love. It's never been about me nor will it ever be. It's all about him. And at the same time, pain and suffering is part of our world sadly because sin, we live in a fallen world. Things happen. But this world is only temporary because as we as Christians, we certainly know that someday we're going to be in a better place than here. Yeah, I'm we're right just there. we're just passing through. And so that helps uh, tremendously. But I'll, I'll stop there because I keep going on.
0: Oh, please. No, <laughs> no. but thank you so much for sharing that amazing story. It, it's crazy how our perspectives can change.
1: Um, well, thank you. And, and, and likewise, and, you know, the, the biggest thing is I, you know, I want people to always know that there is a life worth living. And, you know, life isn't easy. Anybody that tells you it's going to be easy, well, they're a liar (laughs) because it's not easy. And, you know, I I think, too, you know, life is always throwing at us different curveballs and things. But it's all a matter of how we handle ourselves in the midst of that that makes the difference. And I love this quote by uh, Caitlin Walsh. And it says, um, "The, the key to success is playing the hand you were dealt like it was the hand that you wanted. And so if you can utilize that kind of mentality it changes everything. For another powerful quote, you know, this happened for me and not to me.
0: Oh yes. You know,
1: yes. and so it's it's how you perceive how you look at things, you reframe it. And sadly a lot of people don't look at it in that light. They they gain this victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there is something greater on the other side for everyone that has endured any form of pain and suffering. And if they play their cards right, it can serve them for their good.
0: Very powerful. I'm so empowered by you. And I, wow. I mean, that, that's what you've done to me. Just left me speechless because God knows I can talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And that, I, I love that. I, but I mean, like, I, I enjoy the, the conversating it's, it's been a long journey. You know, I'm mm-hmm. still human. I have my days. We all have our days and, and all the listeners and viewers, they have their moments and things that I love sharing with people is, is I always talk about uh, the Epic steps mm-hmm. and the Epic steps is something I'm, I'm going to be launching in my coaching program. And, but I always, everywhere, everywhere I go, colleges or corporate events in church, church world, I will share EPIC and it's an acronym. So the E stands for embracing challenges. So if we're going to live an EPIC life, we have to understand that challenges is part of it and we have to embrace it. And I mean, it's, it's inevitable. It's, I mean, it's, we have to, Mm -hmm. and they are, they present themselves at, you know, different levels, but it's part of life. And then we have the P which is provide perspective. And so how can I reframe my pain? How can I look at my life differently? What are the lessons I can learn through this difficult experience? And then the I, which is implement change. Basically apply those lessons to your life. This is an epic person right here. Embrace challenges, provide perspective, implement change. And then the C, which is my favorite, is celebrate. You celebrate your story. And out of that celebration, you're serving others. And you're making a difference within the world around you. And Kimberly, you are a prime example of that.
0: Thank you so much. And I love how you said everyone's going to face challenges because that's how we grow, you know, and it's really what we sometimes need. Sometimes we need that little push just to get us out of our comfort zone.
1: Absolutely. And that, you know, and it's always interesting to me, and I'm sure that you have found many a people that you've conversated with that have gone through devastation what's amazing but yet a lot of people find it unusual if they haven't endured hardship but a lot of people they always if as as they heal and they grow they always say you know i'm a better person because of this and people ask me you know in the the very beginning if they would have said you know cody if you would go back and change what happened to you would you and i'd be like yeah of (laughs) course But here I am. I'm just like, you know, I'm grateful because it allowed me to grow and to mature in ways that I wouldn't have if I hadn't gone through this difficulty. And yet, because of the story and the nature of what I've gone through, it's put me in the path with so many amazing people, such as you, Kimberly. (laughs)
0: thank you so much you said the word grateful and isn't it crazy how sometimes horrible things can happen to us and at the end of the day we're grateful because I know when I first started telling my friends and family that I was grateful that I had the stroke they would be like "What, what do you mean trust me like I don't think I would be where I'm at today if that didn't happen it's crazy so isn't it isn't it like a beautiful silver lining that we can say we're grateful for the stuff that's happened to us
1: Absolutely. And, and it, and it is amazing. And and like, you know, with, with that vision, you know, for you, you had an experience where it kind of altered what your overall plan was. And and for some, that certainly is the case for me, it, it did alter it in some way. And, you know, I, I was doing more so working with children and I did some adult, you know, related events with, you know, corporate events and so forth. But, More so my audience at the time was, was kids. And and so now because of what I went through and because of the nature of the story and the message, it has expanded the audience to where it's now I'm talking more so to adults and young adults and teenagers. And of course, I'll still do children's events if the door opens, but it's been quite remarkable to see. And now, you know, corporations are more open to the message colleges and you know i've spoken in prisons and it's 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 really just it it has served me all the way around and so i'm still accomplishing that vision on a greater scale but yet it is also being accomplished in a way that i really didn't think it would and it's the nature of the story and so it's almost like you know, I'm called to ministry, called to serve and to love others and share the gospel. I am doing that just and you know, just as a burn survivor now.
0: Definitely. like inspired me also to continue doing what I'm doing. Because, like, I mean, I believe, I've always believed that I'm like, God wouldn't do this for no reason a few years down the road, I will
1: see the impact. Uh, well, absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and I, now I'll say this too, you know, just like what you are saying, it's not about the following, you know, you always got to look at quality over the quantity and, you know, you can't, and, and, and I'll say this too, you know, being an entrepreneur on top of, you know, the, the nature of what I do as a speaker and podcasting, all these things, you know, you can, you can be discouraged because it's, it's a difficult journey and there's a lot going on in our world and there's a lot of people that want to share a message but when the timing is right god will make the impossible possible and he will use people and he'll put people in your path to help direct and help you you know navigate through this journey because it's not easy and it can be discouraging but at the same time know that when the timing is right the right person at the right time will hear this message and it will inspire it will encourage them god knows when that time is we may never know but the power of podcast and and media is that it will even surpass our lifetime so we don't know what may happen but you know what we're being faithful we're being obedient and in the long run god honors it
0: beautiful message wow thank you so much Thank you. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, and I, I, I'm I, heck, I'm happy that we are friends and I'm honored, Kimberly, because I tell you, you are you're making a difference. And, you know, God has you here for, for a purpose and for a reason. There is something specifically designed for you. And God will, he'll show you at the more and more and guarantee, you know, three, five years from now, you'll look back and like, that's what God was doing, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it'll all make sense. And I know God willing someday I get to be 60, 70 years old. That would be amazing. But I know when I get to be that age, I'm going to be like, ah, wow, I get it now. That's why it took me a little bit. That's, you know, but now I see at this age, well, I'm glad that he made it happen in the right way, the right time. God knew he knew the whole time.
0: I feel like everything's coming quickly, but it's never been a stressful moment. You know, he's made it so easy, you know, for me and I love it. This is what I feel like I've always been meant to do. And it's crazy because like I said in the beginning, I would have never imagined. I just feel like yeah, when he decided it was time, it was time and everything has just been smoothly. You know, I'm happy to be com- talking to you.
1: Oh, well, same here, same here. And I just pray that God continues to bless you and all that you are doing. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a big shout out and, you know, hopefully, um, you know, this will get the right listeners and viewers and it, it mean, hey, God knows. God knows exactly. And so I, I'm honored and so grateful to be here with you having this conversation.
0: Uh, well, thank you so much, Cody. This was wonderful. For yeah. now, it was great talking to you. Have a wonderful afternoon. And I can't wait to see you in the future.
1: Absolutely. And I can't wait as well. And, 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 and while I'm thinking about it, you know, I think you would be an incredible guest to have on my podcast show. And and so I I think you are a wonderful example for many, and I believe there's many, many young women out there who could resonate and even guys that could really connect with you. And so I think you have a powerful message. And so um, when when appropriate, um, we'll get something on schedule and I'd love to have you on my show.
0: I'll be so honored. Well, thank you so much, Cody. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, I'm your self-love sister, Kimberly. Have a wonderful afternoon.